This is the Health to Your Health and Wealth Show. Show me the money on My Talk 1071 with guests from Health Foundation's Birth Center and ClearStub Financial. Let's learn something. And here's your host, Miss Shannon. Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Sonny, producer Sonny, filling in for Miss Shannon today. So I'm host. Sonny today. Woo, Put some respect Sonny. on the name. Uh, in here this morning with me, I have Carla and Cassandra for Clear Step Financial. Good morning. Good morning. How are you ladies doing? We're good. good. We're great. Very well. Oh, thank you. We're happy okay. to be here with you. Okay. Yes. All right. I know before we jump into the title, we do some housekeeping, as my college professor professor once called it. <laughs> housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Housekeeping. Yeah. 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 As, as financial advisors, we have different uh, rules and things that we're governed by, and we need to let people know securities and advisory services are offered through Harbor Investments, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Okay. That's it. All right. I believe you said you wanted to start I, with know, the article. It's good. We get so much information on a daily basis in our industry, and I know everyone does out there, but it's always fun to talk a little bit about uh, upcoming topics that might be of interest to people. So now this is one about the next generation. So for years and years, when I first got in the industry, and it's been almost 30 years in the financial industry, uh, you must be getting old. Oh, boy. <laughs> my, 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 my mama would say one of us is getting old. <laughs> I, I, I feel like both of us are. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I still see myself as very young. <laughs> okay, so, well, then I'm getting yeah. old. But we used to Seasoned. talk. Season. Season. Season might be a good yeah. word. Okay. Right? Say that. Right? We'll, we'll use that, yeah. Sonny. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. So, years ago, we would talk about the baby boomers. The baby boomers. Oh, you still talk about them all the time. We still do. It's like, I know that. (laughs) You know, the largest population out there, right? The largest group. The baby boomers have redefined so much in life. And I remember back years ago, when I was first in the industry, back in the 90s, we would talk about these baby boomers. Uh, when they were born, there were so many of them born between 1946 and 1964. At that time, it was one third of the population of people out there. And they, they, when they came into the world, they redefined the toy industry, Hasbro mm-hmm. and all the toys, Mattel, mm-hmm. all the toys got big names because it, it was because of the baby boomers. People needed toys. Right. Kids needed toys. So the toy industry was really big. Mm-hmm. Well, then what happened is they got to be teenagers and all of a sudden what got big? McDonald's. They needed a place to hang out, right? Uh, You know, just they need to go somewhere and hang out. So you had all those types of industries that that really grew and and got big. Then all of a sudden they got married and... Well, you missed the Ford Mustangs in there because that was a big baby boomer Mm -hmm. bubble thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. And I know there are... There There are a number of things, right? We're we're missing a lot, I'm sure. But just, yeah. I'm just kind of... Taking a, a, highlights. a, a some highlights into the uh, the the past here. Then you had the real estate industry. How big was that back in the nineties, eighties, nineties when baby boomers really needed to uh, their you know first to buy right and... their first homes and kids and everything. And then I remember uh, talking about this when baby boomers started to reach the age of fifty. What do they buy? What do what do people buy when they reach age fifty? Harley Davidson motorcycles. I I don't know why I was thinking something responsible. (laughs) (laughs) But notice I couldn't think of nothing either. All right, I'm talking life insurance. (laughs) Are they responsible? No, actually, baby boomers are funny because they've been typically 
uh, characterized as being uh, spending, right? Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of our parents uh, be very conservative with assets. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the baby boomers have been very good spenders, very good spenders, very good at spending. spending. (laughs) (laughs) But it was the Harley Davidson uh, when they're reaching age 50 that, and that's why that stock had done so well for so Mm -hmm. long because of all the baby boomers. What that's, you know, the kids are, basically out of school and college or out of college. Right. And now there's that discretionary income. And then now you got retirement. So baby boomers, uh, many of them are in, in retirement or in the process of being retired. And so this is a big thing right now for baby boomers. But now what this topic is about is, is not th- about baby boomers. Is, is about. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this took me uh, back a little bit. One of the statements in this article is, we're about it's about the next generation which are the millennials people 45 and under right now okay. that's how this is uh, the age that they're I depicting am tuned here in. okay you're tuned in okay. <laughs> all right so this is 72 million millennials are now the largest living adult generation in america oh, no. According to the U.S. Senate, we're grown ups now. We're grown ups. That's scary. Now Now I have to be responsible. (laughs) No Harley Davidson. Right. Okay. Not until you're fifty. Not until you're fifty. (laughs) So they represent twenty-three percent of the world's millionaires. Oh wow! But now this is the other thing. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, there's some forty-two percent of them still struggle with student debt. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's us. That's my generation. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I know. Wasn't it like the credit card like thing for my generation before mm. me? Uh, oh, we yeah. definitely student debt. Yeah. Right. Mm. So student debt. So but this is this is uh, some of the key factors mm-hmm. of the next generation. Number okay. one, this group is fully aware that retirement planning should start early. Mm-hmm. But many are staring at the lot of student loan debt and ha- student loan debt mm-hmm. and haven't even begun concentrating on long-term savings yet some mm-hmm. some but okay. it can feel overwhelming mm-hmm. it can be very overwhelming because the student the student loans and the interest rates that are charged are uh yes they can be criminal, astronomical criminal mm-hmm. in my opinion okay that's my opinion <laughs> they will have many uh different careers years ago my parents had one career right mm-hmm. And baby boomers, a lot of them maybe have a, a few careers, but mm-hmm. now the millennials will have many careers. This, is, this is one careers. of my careers. One of them. One of, <laughs> this one is of one the of many. my careers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So their futures will be far less linear than mm-hmm. their parents' path. I agree on that one. Mm-hmm. Zigzaggy, like zigzaggy. Yeah, no yeah, linear. Yeah. Um, they want their investments to be sustainable and have an Im- impact on the world around them. That's a characteristic. Can I just can I um, piggyback on that for a second? Because it is interesting. I have had more and more people in the last few years um, across all different age groups ask about different investments and things um, that have specific uh, focuses and whether it's environmentally friendly um, or socially responsible or whether there's a faith component to it. Mm. Um, And what's interesting, and I think what a lot of people maybe, maybe you've thought to wonder about those or maybe you haven't, but just know that those are out there and there are some excellent, excellent different investment options if the environment is important to you or if you want something that's socially responsible or if you have a faith that, Mm -hmm. you know, a faith component that you want to overlook 
overlap into your investing and so forth. Those are all possible. And there are some great options out there. And not everybody knows that, but not all advisors offer all those mm. different types of things either. So just know that, that that's possible in your overall retirement picture if that's something that's important to you. Yeah. Or commodities or Bitcoin. Commodities. And there's <laughs> there's better and way better and worse ways maybe to invest into certain commodities and things too. Because I mean, and again, just kind of going off on a little tangent here, but I was talking to some clients last week that really wanted some heavy, you know, or heavy metals, precious metals and things <laughs> in their uh, portfolio. And we looked at just gold as a, as an actual benchmark. I mean, gold has had years and not, not that all that long ago where it was negative 28 mm-hmm. in one year. I mean, precious metals and things can still fluctuate. So right. there are better and worse ways to invest into some of those things to avoid some of those huge declines too. So just, just know some of those things. That's not our well, topic no matter, today, but I think it's good to mention. Right. And no matter what sectors you want to invest in or you choose to, it's really important to make sure portfolios are diversified to be able to minimize risk as well as increase performance potentially. So diversified, but I always I, I always like to give the caveat, you can be diversified across different asset classes, but you want to look at, is it diversified in how it will react or respond to the market conditions? And in a lot of cases, it's no for a lot of people. So you might be diversified in asset classes, but are all those different asset classes going to respond somewhat similarly just because of what type of investments right. you're in? Right. So there's two different types of diversification. Number one, you have sector diversification, right? And then you also have diversification. Sectors mean uh, like you could be in different types of funds where you have large cap, small cap, mid cap, that type of thing. Different International. Asset classes. Right. That's, right. That would be more asset classes. Then you have the sector investing too, which is more specific, like your, it could be commodities, gold, precious metals, that. So that's one type of, of a diversified portfolio. It's not for everyone, but different based on your risk tolerance and so forth. The other way we like to add to the diversification piece is the fact that uh, there's a way to potentially help people manage or, or have uh, strategies in there that are daily managed, that have the daily managed. And, and that type of diversification is a little bit different because it responds to the market on a daily basis. So instead of just letting a buy and hold strategy, maybe a mutual fund that just allows it to go through the ups and downs of the market, there's other ways to diversify where you also have strategies that can respond, respond to the market and preserve right, right on a daily basis. Right. Mm-hmm. They'll respond like to the market. It's yeah. more flexible. Yeah. It responds quickly um, so that you don't have those big drawdowns. And okay. then, of course, we have tax diversification, which we won't get into right okay. now, but that's another we can always topic. go back to the Roth. So, it, is, it is break right. time. It's break time. It's break time. <laughs> okay. I, I would let you roll this out, but we, <laughs> it's break time. When we come back, what are we talking about? Well, we got to get into beneficiaries because there's a lot, a lot I think that it's important for people to understand about beneficiaries and why it's important who you put and who you don't put on beneficiaries. Got it. If you are listening to the show and you would like to be a part of the show, call us 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Health and Wealth Show with Cassandra and Carla from ClearStep Financial. Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Sonny filling in for Miss Shannon. If you would like to be a part of the show, please give us a call, 651-641-1071. We are in today with Cassandra and Carla from ClearStep Financial, and we are talking about money. money no, no, money, we're, talking about, we're talking about beneficiaries. So money for the babies, money for the legacy, yeah. money for the for the people that we trust with our assets. Right? Yeah. Who do you want it to go to? Yeah, yeah. And there is a lot, there's a lot to unwrap with beneficiaries. I, I know sometimes it might might sound like it's a very easy thing to figure out for some people. For some people, maybe you don't feel that way because I know 
you know, when we meet with people and, you know, as we're filling out things and saying, okay, well, who would you like your beneficiary to be? Sometimes it's very easy and, oh, maybe it's your spouse or maybe it's, you know, whoever, adult child or whoever, you comes around very quickly to mind. Right. But sometimes people might sit there and think, huh, right? So if you're in that situation, even if you think you might know very quickly, we're going to go through different recommendations on who to have and who maybe not to have as your beneficiary Ooh. and uh, and for what reasons. And, you know, it's an important topic. It's more important than we... Uh, then we give it credit or, you know, give it time. We really need to, you know, Cassandra and I talk about this all the time. We need to review beneficiaries. Look at all the places we have them. Uh, some people have trans TODs on their home, right? So their home, uh, they might own something. You may with or may another. not though on your home, That's right? That's true. Because That's... it's not a standard form necessarily. <laughs> yeah. When you transfer on death. Transfer on death. Thanks for asking oh. the question, mm-hmm. Sonny. Yes. <laughs> I know if we, if we get into the lingo, you gotta you gotta stop us for a second. But okay, it's you, good. But that's something too on a checking or savings account that you might just have at a bank. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've just had it forever and ever and ever. You don't think about it. Um, oh, but if something like happens, where your stuff goes when right, you pass away. Right. So if you were to pass away and you didn't have anything on there, that can be a little tricky. So you right. want to Set list, you know, list someone as and that's it's another form of beneficiary. But they call it like a transfer on death, you know, a TOD. So that's why they ask you that when you open that bank account. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And usually they, they, they don't wait. always require it on that kind of an account. But the way though. you know that it's there is that usually they'll have your name and then they'll have TOD after your name. Okay. So you could have that, but just make sure you review the transfer on deaths frequently. Or at least once, once a year, right? And, and my, when I was in college, they would I would be a part of a bank that had that, and I'd be like, I'm broke. Don't nobody want this checking again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but that makes sense that that's what that's for, because right. that, that's just what the banks that I or credit unions that I went with, yeah, they have that question there. Right. So yeah. that's beneficiary. Well, look at your that's for, a form of beneficiary. Yeah, right. who does it go to? Because in mm-hmm. the general sense, a beneficiary is. Um, is as a natural person or legal entity who would receive money or their benefits from a benefactor, right? So that's right. who would receive those assets or monies if something happened to you. Gotcha. And there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of different <gasps> forms of assets or things out there that you could receive or that you could you could give to someone, right? right? That you could list someone to receive. So that's right from the dictionary, Sonny. So. Okay. Okay. No, I'm just, because I, no, I started are... thinking about, no, I just started thinking about how many beneficiary thing like options are right. available. That's why it was, <laughs> went in my mind. Like it's not just right. banks. Right. <laughs> but look at all the places that we need beneficiaries. 401ks, right? right. People have 401ks. They have group life insurance in their, usually their work environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How so, many of you, right, how many of you have life insurance through work? It's a lot of times it's one times or multiple times your salary. You can elect it, right? So you might have a policy through work. Wow. But just remember, if you don't put a beneficiary, then it has to go through a probate system, which we're not going to get into. We're not attorneys, but we generally know the information. But uh, you have to pay an attorney then for that to, to go, go through the ben- to the beneficiaries. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Wow. Well, the state then has a process of who's kind of the first they look to. And right. if you don't have that kin, then who's the next kind right. of. So there's that whole process. But that, so, so, right. So you, if you know who you would want it to go to or who you wouldn't, right. Right. Then you want to make sure that you list whoever right. whomever you right. wanted to go right. to right because if they do it and they'd be like well we're gonna give it to your cousin george not him but you didn't <laughs> set it up <laughs> right right, right. Well, look okay. at all the celebrity estates and things that are going that right. 
that it takes years and years and years when they don't have any estate planning, right? And that's mm. a form of, right, who do you want your things to go to? Okay. Estate planning is a form of that. We're we're talking more on the individual accounts and so forth uh, side right now today. But bigger picture, right, look at Prince and look at everything right. that's happened with that and how many, uh, how much of his assets are being lost to just the process just of figuring the, out who's going to get it. Yes, right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, it's so important to review the beneficiaries. Uh, then you got Roth IRAs, you've got the savings account, you've got your stock portfolio. So some people are setting up these, you know, everyone is really, well, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people are interested in stock portfolios in today's world. So again, you set that up. Who's your transfer on death? Who's your beneficiary? Those are all things to review and look at life insurance. Uh, that can change with a lot of life experiences, changes that we have in life. So again, it's so important because whoever's listed as the beneficiary on the day of death is who receives whatever right. payout it is there. Right. And if it's that asset, the state, then they're just going to go well, in order. Yeah. And I mean, but that's a, that's a really, really key point because how many people go through a life change of some sort, whether you get married or right. whether you have were a baby. married and then you are divorced, maybe right. you're married again. Right. And so there can be a lot of life and life changes. And look at the last year of our life, which was totally crazy. I'm sure most people weren't focused on as are my beneficiaries listed correctly right. last year, right. right? So you've got all these things going on in life that are really taking up our time and energy and our focus. And so if some of this stuff gets if it slips by and we have these life changes and maybe you have a new spouse or you have an old spouse you wouldn't want right to be listed and so forth, you have to make sure that's all updated because we've seen situations where someone maybe is married now, had someone else listed, whether it's an old spouse or it could even be a family member. Like maybe you had your mom or dad listed and now you're married, oh, right? Oh no. So and it could even be something is. like that. Dang. Now, would the parents maybe give it to the spouse? Maybe, but they don't have to. Why? Whoever was listed, and I've seen it where a sibling of the person who passed away was the beneficiary, and so then the spouse, and there wasn't a great relationship between the sibling, and so the sibling did not give the funds to the spouse. Yeah, Do you see what I'm saying? So it can yeah, really that's create messy. It can create a lot of of difficult. Things Just by down not the doing road. It right. right. But if you think about it, maybe the person thought, oh, my family will be taken care of if right. anything happens to me. And those are just, these are the little details that can really make a big difference. Yes. Right. And you know what? Wow. Changing beneficiaries is is a very easy process. Typically it is, yeah. You do need signatures. It can't be done. It's not something you can scam. Uh, they do verify signatures. So it's important to get the paperwork from the companies to change beneficiary forms or... Uh, if it's a piece of property, make sure you follow that process to file something to make sure you have it listed as beneficiary designation. That's why some people will actually have uh, trusts as well. Uh, we're not going to get into a lot of trust work and why a person would, would use a trust, but uh, sometimes trusts are the best types of beneficiaries as well because you can decide more and have it um, a little bit easier to flow to certain family members if you need to. Well, it to. gives you, so a trust, again, we're not attorneys, so you, if you have a, a you know question specifically on estate planning, that would fall under that category with trust. But the thing you have to understand about trust is that you can set up a trust, you can put it all together with the attorney, and the reason maybe why you would do a trust is if you want to have more control over it. Let's say you've got <laughs> a number of kids, um, or maybe you have children that 
you're you're seeing them figuring life out and you maybe don't want them to receive a big lump sum at one time right, in their life, right? Because right? right. you think it could impact them and maybe not the best, whatever, right? right? You know your kids I or you know your people. I think about these things, Cassandra. Yeah. <laughs> so that, my daughter's good. in the late teens. Yeah. I'm thinking about this. Thank that's you. right. <laughs> so that's where a trust can be beneficial is if you want, if you really are concerned about making, like maybe you say at, at 20, they receive this much. At 25, they receive, right? So okay. a trust can give you a lot of control. Let's say you set up a trust and you've got it all ready That's to why go. They call it trust. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but if you don't list your trust on all those different accounts, it doesn't matter. So that's the okay. other thing again. On the beneficiary, yeah, right? your gotcha. trust mm-hmm. has to be listed as your beneficiary. Then ah. so you have to make sure because a trust is just it's just this it's entity just thing. An ent- it's just it's a shell almost. Right. It's a shell until it's funded, right? And it's not funded until you die, right? And that's when all the assets all the go benef- into the trust, right. and then the trust then and the trustees and so Ooh. forth can can then execute it, right? But so you got to make sure all the dots are connected too, and that's again, and we we help with that with people if that's what their goal is and they're trying to do. But there are some situations where maybe you don't want a trust because if well, if you just want your kids to just receive the assets outright then maybe or maybe not, it may or may not make sense to put it in the trust first just for them to just receive all the assets at one time anyway. Right. There's pros and cons to having a trust and having your trust as as the beneficiary. And then there's uh, times that you don't want the trust because it'll hold up money too. Right. And sometimes you mm-hmm. have your beneficiaries that might be children, they might be of age, uh, there are adults that are responsible and you're perfectly fine having direct beneficiaries right to those children. So you don't always need that trust work. Years ago, we did more trust work where the beneficiary was the trust. Uh, just because, like Cassandra said, you have more control over the beneficiaries. But nowadays, when you have children that you can trust and they're 18 or older, mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times that is probably not a good idea to have that trust because it has For a certain bit, things at least. Right, right. right. You have to evaluate every situation and it's that's important. We're coming up on a break. All yeah, right. We got to talk about kids next and when to list kids and when not to list kids. Okay. All right. You are tuned into the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Sonny filling in for Miss Shannon. If you want to get in on the show, please do so. 651 641 1071. We'll be right back with Cassandra and Carla from Clear Step Financial. Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Sonny filling in for Miss Shannon and in this morning talking about money. I love when these ladies are in. <laughs> Sandra and Carla from Clear Step Financial. Hello. We are breaking down beneficiaries. I when I we thought are. of a beneficiary, I only thought like what you make at work. I didn't think it's when you sign up for a bank account. What if does PayPal have beneficiaries? Like money stuff like that? Do they have things like beneficiaries? You know what? You should maybe look into that. I don't. I'm trying to remember. Like wherever there's PayPal money, too, right? I would think that because if there's a balance in your account, right? Where's right. it going to go? Right. 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 That's where's what my go? brain went earlier yeah. when I was like. Oh, like it's any yeah. place that you're is it I let me ask this is it any place where you have money uh if you set well, up your mattress <laughs> no well not not the mattress you can't set up a beneficiary for the mattress i mean you gotta put a note somewhere there's right. money in the mattress and it's for you got right? you got you, you put go. that in the trust <laughs> right if you set up an account in your name okay okay i would assume there has to be a beneficiary okay 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 all right all right, all right. Well, or, or you want people to know that it's there right right you you want to and so that's that's another thing too is that i know sometimes um people can have things all over right mm-hmm. we can have accounts here and we can have online 
And so um, there's we have different booklets and things that can be helpful for people to list their accounts, list their passwords or list who to contact, because especially like I I always recommend people have, um, you know, somewhere have who we are as their financial advisors so that if something were to happen, those people can reach out to us because we don't always know right away. Right. I mean, oh, unless, wow. yeah, unless well, we find out because I, yeah, because the family's going through it. They're not thinking, right, let me right. call their financial person. Right. 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 And so, um, and so anyway, so it's good, I think for you to somehow communicate or have files or have it listed too, and have your financial advisors information listed so that they'll be able to reach out um, and then usually you need death certificates and things to be able to process all of that. And but. sometimes a, a good place for some of that would be if you have a locked uh, safe safe of like some kind, right? Or something with all your important information. Uh, some people I know put it do it in the bank, right, where they have a safe in the bank. But you could have it in the home. You could have it locked, fireproof box. Uh, have all your beneficiary information there. Have uh, if you have a trust or if you have a will or if you have a living will, which is what a hospital would follow the procedures right upon if something happened to you, if you were close to death. So those are all things that I would recommend to keep in one place. One of the hardest things is when someone does pass away. I just had this with a young man. I've known him for a long time. He's been a client. Oh, maybe almost 30 years. He he just passed away. He was 50 something and his mother had to figure everything out. He he was organized to a certain extent, but then there were some things that she didn't know where they were. Very unexpected things can happen to any of us. Right. So it's important to have all those things together. Let people know. Let your family members know, people that you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, let them know. And these are good topics of discussion, too. On a You know, maybe during family events, uh, when you celebrate together, birthdays or weddings or or you know just celebrations maybe, <laughs> maybe not, not weddings, weddings. I, maybe I, not I weddings <laughs> but when you get together uh sunday dinner you know bring up these topics of conversation and have conversations with your family members about beneficiaries and your assets and what your wishes are it's uh it's an important topic mm-hmm. i of do course, have mom. a question mm-hmm. what if you find out that you are a, someone's beneficiary yeah and it happens to be a, a intense situation mm-hmm. like what the per- the per- what if the person it, the person is me okay i just found out i'm gonna, I'm gonna just go ahead and lay it out you're not i am, asking for I am a friend. the friend yeah. the friend is me <laughs> i found out that i am someone's beneficiary but i am concerned like i'm scared it's and you guys we talk about how things are portrayed in movies versus real life mm-hmm. and i'm scared that i'm going to have to go to this meeting to get my what the beneficiary is and i'm scared it's going to be real like a like a shootout and oh, no. like <laughs> <laughs> so what does that person do when they're like it's it, it's it might be like an intense situation like it's like what like how do you handle something like that as as, oh, as the beneficiary so sunny so the benefit you know we I live know in this world to answer that <laughs> you might not be it's just a sticky situation well look, look at the, the world we live in right now right. right there are people number one with knowledge all around you right. there are people that love and support you right. that will be there to help guide and direct so it's not something you need to go through by yourself okay okay there's people around i mean sometimes we go to these meetings with mm-hmm, clients mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we help them and we Because again, go I'm just going off what process. I see in the movies. I know. Oh, I know. Those, <laughs> family. Those all I have. movies. <laughs> That's all the knowledge I have about this. So just know that. Okay. I think that helps okay. you okay. take some pressure off. Yeah. Of, no matter what situation you are in life, 
uh, there's people there's out people there that, that will help, and that's you. that's why mm-hmm. we're here too. Yeah. We gotcha. help guide and direct gotcha. uh, people and hold their hand and gotcha. make the phone calls, go to some appointments, and just really help them. And make sure you set it up so your beneficiary isn't scared. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Give them a little exactly. bit of a uh, peace of mind direction, right. maybe. Well, that's right. where some of those conversations, you know, if you have a heads up or if you right. know or if right. you're communicating that. By the way, I just want to mention, I think we've mentioned, we haven't mentioned it yet, but if people do want to reach out to us and have a, a complimentary yeah. consultation and we can always help you look at your beneficiaries, review some of that stuff too, but go to clearstepfinancial.com. Go to our website because we can definitely, if you have a question or if you want to set up a time with us, let us know and we're happy to do that. So um, that's because that's one of the things. Then, then the beneficiary stuff isn't falling through the cracks. Yeah, so. just let us know. We can reach out. Just hanging out with these ladies, you're going to learn something. <laughs> when I first started producing here, when I first started, I like I said, I said, say this off the air, I'll say it on the air. I had no idea of the words you guys were using. FINRA, SIPC, I don't know none of that. But just over time... You know, the words that you hear it over and over and you start making connections. So I'm just, I'm just saying. That's how I'm, we learn. Yeah. Isn't it? That's, yeah. You know, and this isn't uh, sometimes with the way our families, the way we are raised right. as children mm-hmm. is we will either feel comfortable about our finances or we will have anxiety about our finances. Or some people, you know, sometimes we work with husband and wife. One may be just avoiding this the topic avoiding the situation will just say to the other one you know what just you take care of it you do it uh because you they don't feel comfortable talking mm-hmm. about it they mm-hmm. probably had experiences in the past that were not positive experiences mm-hmm. it could be budgeting it could be investing it could be saving there's health issues that people have so you, there's a lot to deal with it's not an easy topic and most right. most people it's families it's not an easy topic mm-hmm. uh, to talk about so let's talk about with kids because i always yeah. want to make sure we address this because i think especially if you have kids your inclination is well i want it to go to my kids right, right. mom i know you feel that way you want everything of to go course. to your kids <laughs> right, like, kid. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's kid yeah. somebody's kid <laughs> but when your kids are under age that's the biggest thing to know is that they cannot they cannot take custody of assets if they're under 18. So in Minnesota, it's a state-by-state state thing. So age of majority, when they become age of majority in Minnesota, that's 18. So if they're under 18, they would not be able to receive the assets yet. Right. There'd have to be some kind of custodian or someone would have to step in and, and take custody. So in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, you can talk to an attorney, but I think it's easier than to have um, a, an actual person that you would trust that who would probably act on behalf of the children in their best interest. And then you list that person down right. as, as your a custodian. beneficiary. Yeah. As your beneficiary. Right. And then you communicate to that person and say, I'm putting you down right. so you could take care of my kid, you know, so that it <laughs> right. could be for my kids. <laughs> right. So that, so the, the way you list beneficiaries, usually husband and wife list each other. Mm-hmm. If they have children, it's really important, especially under the age of 18. So if they're like Sandra said, 18 or older, you, you can list your children as beneficiaries and they will receive direct beneficiary on house, whatever asset it is. But if they're under 18, uh, there is, we use certain words when we list a custodian for the benefit of under the Minnesota UTMA Account Act of Minnesota uh, for the benefit of the kids. It needs to be listed that way. Otherwise, again, children could be unintentionally disinherited as well. You want to make sure that the the money does go to the children. Right, right. Cross Mm -hmm. those T's and dot those I's. Right. Now, let's talk about, because we've talked about this too in the past, in the case of if there's a special needs child. So Mm -hmm. how do you deal with that? Because there's a lot of times... 
they they have maybe certain support that they're right. receiving or certain funding and so forth. And you you got to be careful with what they have in their name and their assets right. and so forth. Yeah, there's certain certain situations in life that the trust is much better as a beneficiary because it you can control it upon your death. You can control it. Uh, I mean, after not, you not, die, a, after not 100%. You yeah, through your death, after your death. I like that. That's powerful. It's <laughs> powerful. Tell me more about that. Right. Go <laughs> right. right. back right. from the grave. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so, so there are certain circumstances that that might be a better uh, fit is using the trust to be more directive so that children, uh, if you have, there, you know, there's uh, children that have uh, all types of, you know, handicapped children, right? Uh, children with autism, uh, children that maybe have drug addictions, uh, families. These are all real situations that we deal with uh, continually. Mm. So there's certain circumstances that uh, a trust might be better. You could even have part trust and part beneficiary. This child, I trust them. They'll take mm. care of the asset. This child, I don't. Maybe you want to pass it to the grandchild. Maybe this child is not responsible, but they have children. Again, you can do that through a trust. You can control more of the assets and where you want them to go. Nice. Uh, but then, you, it, like Cassandra said, if you have a child who is handicapped and they have state aid of some kind, both health insurance or income, well, now a trust might be beneficial there as well because it won't go directly to them. That could affect their benefits of some kind um, if they get money directly. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's a good conversation. If you want to get in on it, 651-641-1071. Where are we going next, ladies? Well, we have a few more things on beneficiaries, but also we have a few different webinars coming up that might be of interest as well for people. All right, make sure you guys stay tuned. You're listening to the Health and Wealth Show with Cassandra and Carla from Clear Step Financial. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Sonny filling in for Ms. Shannon. If you'd like to get in on the show today with Cassandra and Carla from Clear Step Financial, we're talking about beneficiaries. If you'd like to get in on mm-hmm. the conversation, 651-641-1071. Is it okay if we go straight to the call, lady? Yeah, let's sure. do it. All right, we have Joy on the phone. Good morning, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. You have a question um, for the ladies. Okay. And it's approaching the time for me to... Um, distribute funds to a beneficiary and i am wondering is there a good like financial uh, program or class that i could um require that beneficiary to attend i'm a little concerned about what happens when they (laughs) receive the funds well you're the trustee joy so you Mm -hmm. have some control don't you (laughs) i i do but like i said I'm, i'm wondering can you suggest a, a class or a series or something. That, is there some? I mean, is there some specific area that you're concerned about with their? Are they spenders? Are they? Do you feel that they're irresponsible with with funds in general? Or what is your concern? What's I, your concern? My concern is irresponsibility with the funds. So, and um, so a couple of things. A concern that some of the some other family members may you know kind of. <laughs> go after that person for their funds. Mm-hmm. That's what I was talking about earlier, lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a couple well, of things, Joy. So we're not, we're not attorneys, Joy. Uh, we're financial no, no, no. advisors, right? But we, we do help people through some of these topics and, and conversations because they are really important and they do overlap into what we do in our industry. So uh, just a couple of things. Sometimes, we can do our best as trustees 
but that's all we can do is our best, right? It's it's ultimately uh, we we do what we what we we want to live out as much as possible. What the person who gave you that uh, trusty position, you know, you want to be as responsible as possible and do your best job. And sometimes, sometimes, and I'm not saying this situation, but sometimes then we do our best and then we let it go. And if the money gets spent, the money gets spent. So, but But as far as, yeah, as far as a class or something specific, I guess a couple of things came to mind when you asked that. And um, some people uh, are fans of Dave Ramsey. I think some of the benefits of that is that he has a very, very good systematic approach that's pretty common sense for a lot of people. So if something like that may resonate with the person, I but you Dave still Ramsey. have to, yeah, you have to, you still have to be receptive to it, right? So, and I don't right. know what legal, legally, what you can mandate or not. You maybe the attorneys you're working with would know better, but that could be a good resource. Also, honestly, what I've seen um, some parents even do is I've had parent clients that I have bring those the, the teenagers or bring kids in. We'll talk through what them making some smart choices with some of their money looks like and how it benefits them into the future and what their future could look like. And sometimes taking a look at something like that can actually encourage people to make wise decisions then with the money. So or you, possibly or you even having them. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It could be a combination of both. Could be beneficial, so maybe some kind of class. Also meeting with an advisor, if you want it to be us, that's fine. If you have someone else, I would just say that could be beneficial, though, and having them sit down and saying, okay, this is what you will be receiving. What are some options or things you could do with it, and how would that set you up for your future? You know, and uh, uh, Dave Ramsey does have, I did this with my son, He they have a college program, right, a book. It looks like a textbook, so depending upon the age of the person uh, that you're working with, but you could even use a textbook like that and go through that, maybe three chapters a week, or however you want to set that up, or... Uh, you know, he does, like I said, I agree with Cassandra. He does have very systematic ways of getting out of debt, uh, just some financial basics. Now, we're having a financial basics webinar webinar on April 20th. It's about an hour long from 630 to about 730 Central Time. So if you do want to get an invite to that, Joy, just go on our website, clearstepfinancial.com. Under our events tab. Yeah. And, yep, you could register or you could send that to um, to whoever and have them on it but that that'll be that'll be like a few bite-sized pieces so if you're wanting something more in depth that could be a good starting point maybe coupling that with dave ramsey or or another program and then possibly then meeting with an advisor but those are probably the things i would say would be a really that it would at least give uh, a good variety of some different information and options you know sometimes when when people when they when they realize that they could actually actually set some financial goals and look out into the future a little bit, and if someone can paint that picture picture for them, a lot of times people make some you know they shift and they make some maybe they're not going to be perfect, but they do start making some good decisions financially. Sometimes they just don't know the goals, they don't know an outlook, or they don't have something in front of them to or what's be able possible. to achieve right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That that's actually very helpful. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joy. Good. Thanks, Thanks for Joy. calling in. Thank have you. a good day. You too. Bye bye. Just like Joy, if you have any questions, 651-641-1071. I know I'm I'm in the hosting seat, and I'm so used to just taking everything in. <laughs> so sorry, I kind of blanked out there for a minute. My bad. That's okay. Well, you know, one of the other topics too is there are so many life changes, and so we all go through them. There's deaths in our families. Uh, there's 
divorces and there's remarriages, there's all these life changes. And it's so important to review at least once a year, all, you know, even if you don't have life changes, sometimes we have these beneficiaries that we, uh, things change, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't want well, that sometimes person Sometimes your anymore. beneficiary passes away, but you don't remember maybe that you listed them as your beneficiary and because, you know, they were maybe a key person in your life, but you didn't always think about that they were your, also your beneficiary, right? right? So I think that those beneficiaries, I also always tell people your social security statement, try and log on and make sure that, that that's always current, that all your income for each previous year is listed there on your statement for social security. There's a number of things that are good to do on an annual basis, but definitely those beneficiaries, that is an important thing. Maybe maybe you didn't list your kids for a time because either they were too young or maybe you didn't think they would be the most responsible. Maybe they would now, right? So maybe you update your beneficiaries and so forth as Ooh, well. Imagine being that kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's a glow up. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good conversation, right? Yeah. Someone calls you up, so I, I'm putting you down. <laughs> you made the cut. <laughs> That's right. A lot of times it's a phone call. A lot of times we're sitting right there with people and it's a phone call to someone and they say, I need your social, right? Because a lot of times you got to put down people's birthdays, mm-hmm. their socials, mm-hmm. so that all their correct information is on the documents so yeah. that they can, when it, you know, if the time came or you when know, the time comes. And it's important, too, to have beneficiaries that live in your state because state laws are specific to state laws sometimes. So whereas sometimes people move, all of a sudden the person you have there all of a sudden moves to a different state and, and we are in a transit wow. world. Well, you can have people in different states, though. Right. You can. You can. It's actually easier, though, if they are closer by, especially if you have small children, um, to be the custodian. Well, whoever's going, right. If it's someone who's going to help and, and step in on behalf of your kids, yeah, I mean, but those are all things you have to make those decisions and decide who's who's going to be best suited to deal with those things if, if the time came. But to keep that, keep, Keep your trust, your wills, keep that all accessible. Uh, have open conversations about that. Review, make sure powers of attorney, power of health care. Uh, those are good things to have in your glove compartment of your car. Uh, make sure that the appropriate people that are in your benef- uh, on your beneficiaries, make sure they have those powers as well. Make mm-hmm. sure they have the documents that they need to make the decisions if something happens to you. Those are all uh, good pieces, continual communication. Mm -hmm. Right. Before we forget, too, I want to mention, so the two webinars that we have coming up, Mm -hmm. one is a Medicare webinar. That's March 30th, 6.30 p.m. Both these webinars, you can find the information at clearstepfinancial.com. Go to the events tab, and you can register for either of them. They're free webinars. They're just very educational. We do a lot of educate, right, Sonny? We do a lot of education stuff. Mm-hmm. So the Just we- sitting here talking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you ain't even got to register. Just listen to my right. talk. 1071. That's right. So, so the webinar, uh, the Medicare one is March 30th, and then April 20th, is the one that we just talked to Joy about is the financial basics one. And that one, Sonny, you were the part of the inspiration for that <laughs> is just to have a general, what are some, and for people of all ages, yeah. what are some just general financial basic things that are good to understand and know right. we're never taught these things. So right. don't, don't feel silly if you feel like you'd want to get on that webinar and you're older or younger, doesn't matter where you are right. in life. These are just very good basic things to understand about finance. And these are topics for any age. So even the Medicare, I look at that and think, okay, 
you might be a child of a of a parent, right? That deals with Medicare, and it might be a good topic just to go through, get on there, and yeah. and just listen and understand what some people when they're sixty five or older now they're on Medicare. Yep. But what do they go through? There's a lot of ups and downs and decisions that to people navigate. have to make, right? When mm-hmm. they get on Medicare, so that might be a good one, especially if you're close to that age somewhere in your or if you're supporting someone who's Mm going to be going through that or a parent or or a relative or friend or family member Mm -hmm. that's good that's a tuesday just so you guys they're both tuesdays yeah we tend to do them on tuesdays for whatever (laughs) reason right we we uh, and we'll continually incorporate other educational webinars throughout the year Uh, these are the two coming up here and then that april 20th the financial basics that really is for everyone i you know have con I know Cassandra and I have had conversations with people that are they might have a good portfolio and still financial basics understanding th- how money works uh dollar cost averaging tax the buckets, different tax right taxes all sorts of things right right and and so we'll be going through all of those uh and it'll be a great educational piece Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it'll be time well if you spend that, it'll probably be about an hour or so. Spend an hour. I think just about every person that would go on there would learn something. It's so nice that y'all do that. <laughs> it is because even because my mom, I hear the word Medicare is associated. I take care of my mom. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, maybe you should go to the thing and find out. <laughs> some of the stuff my mom's talking about, I'm like, I don't know. You have to, you got to break it down, mom. I don't know what you're talking about. So I might need this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that you guys are just educating people like this it's like a and different it's cool language too because yeah. it's, it's virtual and people are scared to go out and say hey i don't know anything about money and i want you to teach me <laughs> right. so it's really cool that you offer this virtually mm-hmm. yeah and so uh, for, for people for other people who are maybe scared to call in i always want to do this for you ladies and i will always do this for you ladies how can they get in touch with you yeah clearstepfinancial.com if you want to go online and get a hold of us you can either if you have a question that you didn't want to call in about or if you want to set up a time for us and we meet we're doing a lot of virtual meetings with people we can meet in person either yeah. one we have a phone number and if we, you'd prefer to call. We do help men too, men and women. You know, we have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Only for the ladies. I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so our number though, uh, 651-600-0855. I like to pick up the phone and call. You do. Sometimes I do, I do too. Kind of, mm-hmm. It depends on my mood. Okay. <laughs> how, how, how would you guys wrap up? Because this was a lot of information today. It so is. like, is there, could you like bullet point, like give us three main things we can yeah, take away I from mean, the show? Uh, the, the biggest things are, I think, just check your beneficiaries regularly. That's a good you just one, yeah. need to know who they are. Make sure it's who you want. Right. And then just be aware. Again, if, if you have minor children or minor people, because right. maybe it's not your children, even if you have minors listed, uh, they won't be able to receive it directly. So just know that. And then a trust may or may not be your best option. I would, again, just weigh the pros and cons on that. And, and if, if there's get- a major event that occurs... Always think about those beneficiaries because you could go right. for years and look at stories of people that were unintentionally disinherited because of beneficiaries. It could be, and again, there's a lot of remarriages, and I think there's, when we have the remarriages, it's important to, number one, discuss things ahead of time mm-hmm. because there's all kinds of ins and outs, right? Discuss your finances, discuss where your IRAs go, where your 401ks goes, where the house goes, all, you know, that's important to discuss. And then uh, again, review anytime you have a major event in your life, 
always think about those beneficiaries. Are my beneficiaries correct? And up again, to if date, you, if current. up to date, if you keep everything in your safe box, yeah. uh, then you know where to go to Make it. Make sure and, people know, though, yes. that you have your safe box. Right. And, and where's the key? Updated. Where's yeah. the key to the right. box? Right, right. Thank you, ladies, for informing us <laughs> today. Yeah. Thank if you, you guys. Of course. If you guys like to listen to today's episode, visit mytalk1071.com, keyword health. All right, ladies.